do you remember a time when we used to have standards? Want well, to explore this with you a little bit on this week's episode of God Talk? You know, growing up, there's always standards for different things. Um, you go to the hockey game and uh, you get uh, you have access into the, the the club up at the at the hockey arena. Um, because of the tickets that you have or someone you know, you had to, as a kid, you had to be, you know, dressed as a suit in a suit just to get into the, the odd club, it was called. Um, to, to go to church, you, you dressed, you dressed up and, you know, to go to nice restaurants, it, you know, there were, there were requirements and there were standards for all kinds of things. And it seems to me like in today's day and age, standards, just have gone by the wayside. And I guess I'm wondering whatever happened to standards. A friend sent me a uh, TikTok video. It was pretty funny. And on that TikTok video, it was uh, this interview uh, between this um, guy that was a manager at a restaurant trying to hire someone to work at the restaurant. And, um, you know, the the guy that was being hired... uh, or interviewing for the job at the restaurant is wearing, you know, a t-shirt with a, a saying on it that you shouldn't be wearing, you know, if you're being interviewed for a job. Um, he looks strung out. His hair wasn't combed. Uh, you know, his, his face looks like he hadn't slept for, you know, a week. And as the interview is going on and so forth between the, um, the, the manager and this, the employee, the employee is basically saying, um, you know, I, I, I'm really not needing a lot of money, so I don't really want to work much. Um, I just like to work one day a week. And frankly, if I still have enough money from the uh, the week before, I, then I probably won't want to work that, that next week. I just really want to work when I'm going to need a little money. And the guy's like, great, just whenever you can, put on an apron and come on in. And, oh, wait, I, I've got to just do a test or two to make sure you're qualified. And he pulls out a a mirror for the guy to blow on to see if he, you know, is able to fog the mirror with his breath. And, and yep, yep, uh, you'll qualify. And, uh, and the guy gets the job. And I mean, isn't that just so true for, for this day and age? I mean, standards have gone by the wayside. I was, um, I was somewhere the other day, it was the doctor's office and, you know, I'm sitting there waiting to uh, check out and, Literally, the the woman that was uh, trying to talk to me through her mask and the glass and everything else that was keeping her safe, um, she says, name. Now, I expect that kind of, like, um, that quality of service when I go to, uh, like, a government operation or the, you know, the Department of Motor Vehicles, you know, I have been treated better in the Department of Motor Vehicles than I was by this lady who just, you know, barks out name, not, hello, sir, how are you doing? I mean, mind you, I'm almost 50 years old and she was probably like 28. Um, so, you know, good morning, sir. Um, can I have your name, please? So I can check you out. Good morning, sir. How are you doing? I mean, whatever happened to customer service, whatever happened to being polite when you talk to someone, there used to be standards. You wouldn't hire someone, uh, to deal with the public that didn't have some communication skills that didn't seem friendly and nice and be a good representative of, uh, your, your business. Right. And I don't know if it's because like no one wants to work nowadays and you can't find people that will even, you know, even fill a job. Uh, That's a whole new phenomenon is since COVID, it seems like no one's wanted to work, but 
because no one's wanting to work, uh, I don't know if you've noticed, but the standards or the quality of, of help that's out there um, has gone downhill quite a bit. Uh, we weren't able to keep our lawn care service that we've had for quite some time because they can't even hire people to mow the lawn. Um, I went to a tire place uh, a few months ago and they're cutting back on their services because they just don't have people that are wanting to work. Um, so you have that and suddenly like standards just go go down. Uh, and, and so the question is, is whatever happened to standards? I think part of the problem with standards, and, and we see this just like honestly in terms of not only how people dress, but uh, what we believe to be acceptable or not be acceptable. Um, we've dropped standards because now everything has been accept- become acceptable and everything has become permissible. Like there used to be standards that you wouldn't like cross dress. I mean, that was just frowned upon. Like, you know, it, I mean, other than being a, maybe a six year old kid that decided to put on your mom's high heels and dress and, and lipstick, which might've been cute the first time you did it. Uh, but that behavior was not generally encouraged, let alone did you go walking out in public like that. Now, I mean, you got guys getting their nails painted all the time. You know, you got guys going and getting their manis and their petties and their man buns. And that's that's just the, hey, that's almost the normal stuff now. But then beyond that, you have people that are changing their gender and, you know, women that are deciding that they're going to be men and men going to be deciding they're women. That would have never gone before. And so... We've lost standards because one, to say that there's a standard is to say that if you don't meet that standard, you're less than sufficient. And you're not allowed to tell anyone that they're less than sufficient anymore. You're not allowed to tell anyone that, I'm sorry, but that's just not okay. Why? Because we're we're offensive to say that there is a right way for things and that there's a wrong way for things. And because we've lost the ability to say that there's a right way and a wrong way for things, uh, we no longer have standards. Where does this come from? I was kind of thinking about it as I was kind of going through my train of thought of what I want to say on this podcast. And I think it started 20 years ago. Now, I don't know where it started 20 years ago, but now as I think about it, it was very obvious 20 years ago in sports. Now, we used to make fun thinking this was like a millennial thing, but I don't think it's a millennial thing. I think it was a societal thing. And what was what was it in sports that saw that there's a dropping of standards? Well, it was that everyone got a trophy. Because when I went through sports, only the winner got the trophy. Or if it was a tournament of so many teams, you might have a first, second, and third place trophy. uh, And they would go down in size accordingly. But when I started coaching soccer as an adult, you know, the YMCA, everyone got trophies. It was a participation trophy. And what did that mean? That, well, there's not standards anymore. That it's somehow wrong to say that there could be a winner and there could be a loser, that you reward certain behavior and then you maybe don't reward other behavior. And for me, it just kind of seems like that's just another extension of it. And, and what I, why I bring that up as an example is I'm telling you, this has been going on for a lot longer than the last, you know, couple of years. You know, because there are no standards, 
what we've done is we've begun to normalize the abnormal because there's no difference between normal and abnormal. And if there's no difference between normal and abnormal, then what is abnormal and how do you know it's not normal? You see, when you had standards, you could differentiate between the normal and the abnormal because the abnormal would be discouraged and the normal would be rewarded. But you can't reward normal for the sake of offending the abnormal, so the abnormal becomes normal. And along with that, what we've done in this country is we've allowed the minority to rule the majority because there are no more standards because the abnormal is now every bit as valid as the normal, the people who are part of the abnormal class have just as much rights. In fact, they have more rights to make up for the fact that they were recently oppressed that now the minority begin to rule the majority. Now, when the minority begin to rule the majority, then what becomes normal is the minority. The abnormal becomes, once again, normal. And, and so we see this in everything and, and, and the media picks up on the student. Part of this is just like a business deal, but this is closely related is that the media is always picking up on the exceptions, uh, is making it as the normal. And so we see this in, in COVID that anytime, you know, anyone dies that, that is, uh, unvaccinated, uh, that, that gets celebrated and, and pointed out. But if someone who dies is vaccinated, that, that doesn't get talked about. So it creates this perception that only the unvaccinated are, are dying. Um, when one child, an infant somewhere in this country dies of COVID or the claim is of COVID, that gets all kinds of articles written on it on, on the media so that it becomes it seems to be a realistic possibility that that children are dying from this quite a bit. It, it skews our perception and it skews our reality. And suddenly we have a society in which we don't know the difference between normal and abnormal. The abnormal is, is ruling the normal. The, the, the minority is ruling the majority and everything gets pretty screwed up. And a bunch of things that just should not be tolerated as a society that we need an adult in the room to stand up and say, you know what? This is not normal. This is not healthy. This is not good for a society, let alone for this individual. Therefore, we will not allow you to do that as a society because this is destructive to us as a society. No one's speaking that way. Everyone just can, you know, uh, do what's right in their own minds. Well, really, no, not everyone. O only people who are abnormal can do that. People who are normal, you're not allowed to do what's right in your own mind because you might adversely affect the abnormal which gets me to thinking every so often society kind of revolts and and, and it's a normal part of of society i guess um I, I don't know what was the most recent one in this country I, i'm gonna say maybe woodstock and and that was um you know a time of great upheaval um a lot of uh a lot of people rebelling against authority and, and a lot of drug use and sexual promiscuity and all these other things to just middle finger um, the, the rule of, of law and of order and of, of common sense. And eventually it died out because, you know, just like defunding the police, you, know, you only have to do that so long to figure out, you know what, that, that's not going to work out really well. Um, eventually, uh, you know, everyone found out that they couldn't live in their parents basement 
all the time and that they actually had to be sober and not stoned and hold a job if they wanted to be able to eat and have a place to live that you know what society came back to a much more functional conforming role that that it really should because that was what's normal and that's what's healthy is that what's going to go on this time is this just like another woodstock and, and I'm wrestling with that. I mean, it doesn't matter one way or the other. We're in the middle of it right now. And whether or not it continues or doesn't continue, it's going on right now. But I, I don't, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if this is a permanent change or if this is a, a temporary, you know, five to 10 year insanity. I, I guess time will tell. Um, I think part of that determine, you know, will determine if this is temporary or, or permanent is how we handle it. Will we have someone stand up? Will we be fall behind a leader who can be the adult in the room that can speak reason and that can speak common sense, that can inspire a, a nation and inspire a people uh, to return to sanity? Just like you have the police officers talking to the mentally ill person that's sitting there on the edge of the bridge uh, or, or cliff or, or the high rise, ready to jump, you bring in your best person that, that might be able to talk them off the ledge. Uh, will someone be raised to the surface within politics or within American society um, at large that will have a message that makes sense? And we'll have a personality um, and a charisma uh, that people are willing to follow. I don't know. I know right now that um, a lot of people are suffering as a result of the, uh, the crazy train that's going on in today's society. You have the government that has basically taken away a person's right to decide if they're wanting to take a vaccine or not. And, and they threaten like that they're going to sick OSHA and all these corporations that if they don't get their 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 people vaccinated, um, it's it's giving some companies the right to control what people do with their bodies uh, because they're they're choosing to do this because they've wanted to do this anyways because it, it fits with their agenda of control and in power and authority over their workers. Um, maybe some con- uh, companies are actually kind of. Uh, uh, they just feel like it's going to be coming and the fear of the the, the fine is, is, is too much for them to consider that uh, they'll be forced out of business. Because what's behind it is, you know, you're going to conform or you won't work for the employee. And, uh, you know, Biden's threatened it that if you don't conform, you're going to be run out of business as a business. So who really has a choice in the matter? Now, what's interesting is, is this has been threatened, but we, you know, we talked about this a little bit in Bible class today. No one's come up with the rules that, that, that I've heard um, that OSHA OSHA was supposed to be creating these rules that were then going to be implemented, but the rules haven't come out. And if the rules haven't come out, then what do you challenge in court? Well, you have nothing to challenge. And so if the rules haven't come out and nothing can be challenged, then companies are just doing this on their own. And typically it seems that the courts say companies can kind of do what they want. Now, whether or not they should be allowed to do that or not, I don't know. But I, I think the courts would say, well, get a job somewhere else. Well, you know what? 
it's not that easy when when a company has a monopoly on something you know it runs everyone else out of business if corporations uh together decide to have a monopoly on hey we're gonna make all of our workers do that you don't really have a choice if you're an airline pilot you probably don't have a lot of choice you know people that are working for government contractors you don't have a lot of choice if you're in the military it's not like you can just join another military right so no it's not that simple and frankly, the courts have to pull their heads out of their butt, too, and, and stop ruling on it like it is that simple. Because I don't really see how this is much different than, uh, you know, the undue influences that unions can put on uh, companies or that the mafia did or, or monopolies. I have um, three people in my Bible class, I think it was, or it might have been two, and then someone else that normally attends that wasn't there, but uh, who are all in very high-paying jobs working either for the government or for airlines that they're choosing to potentially walk away from their job. I have a ton of respect for them, a ton of respect that they could, they could pay someone to give a fake, fake vaccination card, but they're not going to do it. They could choose to get a shot to comply, but they feel strongly in their hearts that they, they, that they either don't believe that this is right from the government, it's right from their company, or that they have a religious exemption. But they're choosing to uh, leave a high-paying job not knowing where they will replace that income. I, I had a conversation with another individual who's retired military uh, who works for a government contractor, and um, I offered him an exemption letter that I've written for people who are trying to get re religious exemptions. He's like, no. I, I could go that route, but I, frankly, that just separates me from the people who aren't religious, who think it's a government overreach. And so my biggest problem is that I think it's a government overreach. So I'm going to fight it on that. And if I lose my job, I lose my job. Listen, I, I appreciate these people in my congregation that are doing this, that they're not just talking the talk, but they're walking the walk. Because I think when it comes to this topic, so many of us are willing to just kind of complain about where things are as a society, but we're not willing to put our money where our mouth is. We're not willing to take to the streets or to lose our jobs. And, and if we're not really committed to it, if we're not willing to fight for it, then how are things ever going to change? I'm here to tell you, and I've said it time and time again, rather than get that fake vaccination card, if just a quarter of us, if a third of us would be willing to quit our jobs and try to find another place of employment, maybe start our own company or whatever, you know, if we're willing to do that, in the end, you would be bringing some companies to their knees. And those companies who realize that there's amazing talent out there that aren't willing to just follow the party line, especially on this vaccination deal, you can you can get a bunch of great talent really quick because people are going to be like begging to come to work for you. It's a free market type way of doing things. But right now, everything's controlled by the government and it's anything but free market. It's much more of like a monopoly. And listen, I said, is this like a Woodstock that will will change or, or you know, that eventually will wear off or is this permanent? And my answer was, it depends on how we handle it, how you handle it, and how I handle it. Are we willing to sacrifice some of our standards of living? Are we willing to, to, to go to jail? Are we willing to take to the streets to protest? Yeah, but it's got to be more than just two or three of us. Because if it's just two or three of us, you're not going to get any attention. But when the streets are filled with tens of thousands of people, we will get some attention. Which leads me to the last uh, kind of comments that I want to make on this podcast is, um, you know, there, there's this kind of old business principle where, um, 
uh, you know, they're, they're planning a, a, a church potluck and, um, uh, the, the, the chicken suggests, uh, eggs and bacon. And the pig turns to the chicken and says, you know, that that's easy enough for you because really, you know, for a chicken, you just have to be involved. You have to lay an egg. That's that it, 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 it's, it's involvement, but it's not a huge sacrifice. But for a pig to agree to that, to bacon, that, that requires commitment, right? As we're dealing with this insanity of society in which normal and abnormal are, are equal and that the, 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 the incongruent thoughts of the minority and, and viewpoints of, uh, of, of the fringes of society uh, have dictated what is the majority, uh, how we understand things and that they're, how they see things is more important than how the majority sees it, is everything's been screwed up, everything's been turned upside down, and there's a power grab by government, and all these things are going on in our society today. What's really called is that we wouldn't be a chicken. And I mean that literally and figuratively, and it's, it's more than just the egg. But we're not called to be a chicken in this, but we're called to be a pig. Now, not, that's not normally a compliment, but it's that whole bacon analogy. Are you willing to sacrifice like a chicken and, and, and just be involved in it? Or are you fully committed? If enough of us are fully committed, and, and if God would be so kind as to raise up a leader to organize the masses we can stop this and we can bring sanity back uh, to what has become insanity. Thank you so much for listening. And I look forward to talking to you next week. Have a great day and God bless.